Hi, and welcome to the Mama Do Little More podcast with Callie and Mel, a podcast about life, love, and the Black Family Unit. So sit down with your neighborhood doula, Callie, and the CEO of Mel Soap Lounge, Mel, to press play for you and your tribe can listen to it. Today's episode is about Black birth stories. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's Callie here. Welcome to Mama and Doula More Podcast. I am here with a special guest. I'm here with Shayna today. And Shayna is the founder of Our Mommy Village. And today, she's going to tell us her birth story. Welcome to the Mama and Doula More Podcast. Thank you for coming on this platform to tell your birth story. Can you please introduce yourself in the way that only you can? Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you for having me. Um, as you mentioned, I am the founder of Our Mommy Village. My name is Shayna Broughton, um, and Our Mommy Village is a doula lactation and postpartum um, support center that uh, helps local Buffalo, New York moms transition into motherhood. Okay, Shayna. Well, that was a good introduction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I have a few questions for you. So how I usually like to start um, our podcast when we're interviewing someone, especially when you're telling your story, is I'll ask you, um, how was your pregnancy? So that's one thing I want to say. I want to ask you, how was your pregnancies? How were those? Um, okay, well, so I have three kids, and my three pregnancies... Um, where I carried, they were all late, <laughs> um, and I was pretty, pretty comfortable with my boys, to be honest. My daughter, not so much. Uh, so she's right in the middle, and um, I carried her um, differently than my boys. Like I was really, really heavy and super emotional, and like craving all kind of food. Um, whereas. Uh, with my boys, I craved it and was able to eat it. Like I couldn't eat much with my daughter. Um, she just wasn't wasn't trying to let me live at all. So gotcha. Uh, but yeah, no, like my pregnancies, I was pretty, especially with my my last baby. I was like really full of energy and um, felt really good about like I still danced, I still exercised, I still ate well. I was able to still sleep on my stomach. <laughs> I Look know. at you. I know. It was so great, but not my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so Just that was going to be my follow-up question was, um, were there any things that stood out to you about uh, your pregnancies that you would like to share with us, which you did. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> yes. you're telling us the girls are different, or just for you, the, the girls, girls are different. different. Oh, yeah. Um I mean, and other than that, like, I feel like I had, you know, like a little bit more fear with my daughter okay. because I always just pictured myself uh, wanting boys. Um, gotcha. And then, you know, like the fear of having a daughter, like, I realized it, it had more to do with things that I just wasn't addressing from, like, when I was little. Right. But, uh, like, now, like, me and my daughter, we were pretty close. She's going to turn 11 next month and and I'm like honestly like you can really tell the difference like I had no fear with my boys like mm -hmm. I, I'm like I'll be a good mom like I'll run with them and play you know like soccer or whatever it is 
but with my daughter, I always felt like they were higher maintenance and, <laughs> um, and like, you know, like that. And I'm like, I'm really such a low key person that, you know, it kind of scared me, but gotcha. I, I mean, she's so much fun. Good. Like I just, I enjoy her now, especially like, and yes, she is bubbly and dramatic and all of those things. <laughs> all of the girly things. Totally <laughs> yes. Very, very, very much herself. How old yes. are your children, if you don't mind me asking? Mm-hmm, no problem. Um, well, my oldest, Paul, is going to be 17 in June. Okay. Um, my daughter, Naila, is going to be 11 next month. And my um, youngest is Noah, and he's going to be 9 next month. I have a Noah, too. You know that. <laughs> yes, I do. So sweet. Yes, we love the Noahs over here. Um, yes. So where did you birth your baby? And you can tell us all the stories. I want to know where did you birth your babies? So was it a hospital? Mm -hmm. Was it a birth center? Was it a home birth? How did you birth mm -hmm. your baby? Okay. So with my first baby, I was 25. And I mean, I didn't know much about anything. So I had him in the hospital okay. because um, when I was speaking to someone who's like a like an honorary auntie in our family, um, she was also pregnant and telling me that, oh, go out, you know, um, to Miller Fillmore here in Buffalo because, like, the treatment is better and, um, you know, uh, you know, you just get better perks or whatever because it's a suburban hospital. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I had him first, uh, which I actually found out was actually complete opposite. Okay. Uh, I thought my treatment was terrible. What? Okay. Uh, How do you? What do you? Okay. I'm glad that we're mm -hmm. talking about the different births. Yes. When you say uh -huh. that your treatment was horrible, um, mm -hmm. so you felt like um, that was the best place for you to be because the person who referred you said to go there. But what was terrible? Yeah, about the it wasn't. Treatment? Yeah, it wasn't. It, you know, because uh, typically you feel like you have more resources out in a hospital that's a little farther out mm -hmm. um I mean the hospital itself was nice but the I mean I I wasn't yeah I wasn't made to feel welcome or comfortable okay. um I felt like if if this is my baby then give me my baby you know like this it felt like there were um, moments where they were almost keeping him from me okay. um and this is back when they had um you know, separate nurseries, like not all hospitals right. have separate now, but, um, they would take him from me. And I was just like, I, like I felt most of the time I was there, I didn't know why they were doing the things that they were doing with my baby. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't know, like at 25, you don't really know much about anything, but that's, you know, that's important to know before you get there. Um, my daughter, um, almost, six years later uh and I had come off of having three miscarriages I'm so sorry. like my yes I know it was it was a rough ride but there's a reason for uh Miss Spicy Chicken Nugget over here because she <laughs> she absolutely let us know that she was coming okay. <laughs> so mm -hmm. but um mm -hmm. I had her in the hospital because um they had uh said that because I had three miscarriages that I could be high risk um, when it actually like it didn't it wasn't the case I really don't know um, 
you know, like how all of that stuff works when it comes to like being high risk, because like it was a supplement that they gave me that helped mm-hmm. me to, you know, carry her the term. I had that um, myself. Like, right. The um, whatever it was. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. so they gave it to me, and I was fine, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, the induction, I got induced, uh, like, it was still terrible, because, like, the doctor that I had seen the entire time wasn't actually in the hospital with me, it was somebody else, and the nurses, like, the entire staff, nobody was there that I knew, um, and then, I mean, honestly, my husband was useless, because he had no idea what to do. <laughs> they don't uh, really know what to do. So, <laughs> Right. I'm like, it was about eight hours of, you know, like from start to finish. But I mean, I actually was probably grocery shopping and in labor. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that's kind of like how I operate. Like, I don't believe it until the baby is just about crying. Right. Then (laughs) we got business to take care of. (laughs) Like, oh, by the way, you might want to catch this baby. Um, I get it. Yeah, my son, my son was, uh, like, I had literally done everything that I wanted. I wanted a water burst. This Um, is with Noah? Yes, with Noah. Okay, so we're talking about Noah. I didn't get the water burst because he, like, I had him in 20 minutes. But, um, right. So, my biggest baby, I had at home, like, at my midwife's house. Good. Okay. Yeah, nine pounds, two ounces. Uh, had him in 20 minutes. Look at literally, you. like, called her. It was like my water broke. It was 5.55 in the morning. Okay. Uh, I called it because the day before is my birthday. So, like, we all are in March. Good. So, my birthday, I was in labor. And I'm like, you could come tomorrow. Like, today is my birthday. I need my day. <laughs> I need my day. Thank you very yeah. much. We can celebrate right. tomorrow. <laughs> Right, and he said, well, bright and early. So, like, my water was literally, <laughs> I woke up to my water breaking. Um, and so I'm like, all right. So I called my midwife. Okay. I'm like, they're about five minutes apart. She's like, you probably want to get here. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, maybe uh, let me put my son on the bus. She was like, eh, you might not have time <laughs> for that. <laughs> So, um, we ended up dropping my kids off to, like, um, my mom and going over to have the baby. Oh, wow. <sighs> Excuse me. So, yeah, my, um, my mom, my sister, they both missed it by five minutes. Okay. Yeah. I've missed the <laughs> birth as a doula, honey. It don't feel good on the professional side, but as the family, it's like, okay, I missed the birth. Mm, but then we're so happy with the emotions when we come in as the family side of it. Like, hey, yes. here's the new person. So, yes. can, can I ask you what the difference was with the experiences that you had? So, from the first two that you had in the mm-hmm. hospital, as opposed to um, having Noah um, with your mm-hmm. midwife. Tell me the difference in the prenatal care that you got the difference in the birth experience, like the whole difference. What was the difference in that experience? And was there any trauma with Mm -hmm. any of those births? Um, Well, I think I look at the trauma afterwards knowing what I know as a doula. So, Mm -hmm. yes, there was trauma, 
but I was unaware at the time, <laughs> like, you know, like sabotaging my milk supply or mm-hmm. allowing for my daughter to have sugar water or formula. Like mm-hmm. there was no reason, you know what I mean? Like there was no reason for Like, why do we have a nipple shield? Right. Uh, why am I going home um, with no skills to breastfeed? To take care of your baby. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you are invested in, in what's good for my daughter, then I wouldn't feel like y'all don't care that <laughs> I'm leaving. And, and don't this know baby what to has do. a binky, has a, mm-hmm. a bottle, has a nipple shield, and still has to figure out how to breastfeed. So, yeah, like I... Mm-mm. But, I mean, another huge difference I noticed is the atmosphere because, like, having babies is normal, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, walking into a hospital makes you feel like like the anxiety is up. Like, it's not a calm environment. It's not an environment that makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I like being at home. You know, the lights can be low. I'm laughing. Like, there could be music. You it's not it's not a condition you know what i mean right so i walked into my midwife's house and knew immediately i wanted to have my baby there because of you know the ambiance it's a big kitchen it's welcoming you know like she's got all my favorite things like tea and fruit and you know like it's it's a matter of how we serve our community because honestly she knew that i was going to be there and she prepared for me to be there You know, the same things that I do for my clients. I mean, you know, we have kindred spirits simply because that's how we choose to 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 serve our people. But that's how we should be treated. That's right. You know, like go into a a birthing center and it should feel welcoming and warm. Go into a hospital where you're about to have your baby. It should be welcoming and warm. Even if it's at home, welcoming and warm and warm like you're having a baby. You know, so I mean, I think those were the biggest differences to me. Like, how how am I supposed to be comfortable? And it just feels such like such a sterile environment. We're sitting, you know, with our, you know, like I'm. It's not even I know. personal. Yep. Yeah. I know. I, you know, I understand. I'm just mm-hmm. like you, honey. I've had the hospital births um, myself, so I completely right. get it. I wish that I had a. Uh, a at home birth but I right. didn't and that was you know it happened is water under the bridge but there is always uh, that trauma piece so that's why I asked that question as well mm-hmm. um, so you've shared your birth story with us and you told us that um, I have a question for you so I have a uh-huh. lot of questions I know that I have all the questions um, how was your partner supporting you? How was that birth uh, at the midwives different with your partner supporting mm. you as opposed well, to the hospital? Was it different <laughs> with with that aspect of it? Um, I think I was ahead of my time a little bit because he wasn't able to support me even still. Okay. Because it was really more like I'm teaching him something, which means that he's like wide open expecting to learn something from the experience. So he's like standing there like, like in awe, like, (gasps) 
what do she's I do? having a baby. Right. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, here's the baby. Right. Um, but like for me, um, he was as supportive as he could be, I suppose. He didn't necessarily know how to get in there. I wasn't like a trained doula. I just knew how to support moms and didn't necessarily know how to tell somebody how to do that. Right. So, with him, you know, like I just, I kind of moved him out of the way and had a friend, you know, like my friend and my sister were there and then like my midwife and her apprentice were pretty much our group, you know, like our, our birth team was just that. Like I, um, I knew that women who had babies before were, you know, going to be the best when it came to like me adjusting to and bearing down and making sure that, you know, I give it the rest of what I got. Cause right. I mean, it takes everything to have a baby. It does. Everything. When you're like, I am finished. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing no more. Mm-hmm. You're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> almost done. So can you share with the listeners? You just said that when you are feeling that, I'm done. Can you kind of expand on that for people who have not had babies or who don't quite understand? Because I understand what you mean. Right before you get to the prize is when you're like, I am finished. But can you explain to them a little Mm -hmm. bit more? Yes. Um, So, like, if you've ever worked on something that you are just, you're so proud of, you're so proud of it, right? And you just, you work on it tirelessly day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. And then it comes down to like the final hour and you have all of these things that you need to pour in. However, you're tired. <laughs> you don't have anything else left to give. You are exhausted. You can't look at it one more time. That is what it feels like, pouring every ounce of your energy into one single thing and knowing that you still have to push past even that moment of exhaustion. That is what that final push feels like, where you're like, I have zero left. You still have to find some more. <laughs> <laughs> you have zero, but you have you to find, find some more. a little bit more. So, yeah, you said you were done, but this baby still isn't out. So listen, that's typically the feeling of, oh, crap, I've really got to find a little bit more. Uh, or the baby doesn't come out this way. Or it's <laughs> literally the difference between that and a C-section. Oh, if you're done, okay. then that means you want a C-section. <laughs> that's we what we can't get this people. baby that's out. Right. C-section. The only way I mean, that the baby comes out. Well, real good. Yep. The right. only way that the baby comes out is if you push that That's baby right. out. That's right. And then right. you think about, look, you're, um, you getting a C-section over this one little moment of you saying you're done. You're going to find what you need to push this baby out. <laughs> That's so true. You are. That's what we tell people, right? We tell right. people that as doulas, they'll, they'll be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm so tired. What do you do? You look at them and you say, okay, I know you're tired, but come on. We got a little bit you more. Listen, push. you want a C-section? On. You want that baby? Come on, let's go. Come on, give us a little mm-hmm. bit. Just, just a little push. And then they find right. the momentum. So, yes. Um, so from your experiences, 
Well, I'm going to even go a little bit off with this right now. So mm-hmm. with your experiences, um, is that why you became a doula? Um, did that drive the did well, that drive the force for you or no? It did. It did. It it drove me into wanting to protect my sisters more. So I've always been obsessed with birth, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always, always, always loved babies. I've always um, been the family member that goes and finds the babies. Like mm-hmm. we're the babies. That's just me. Right. You know, like. I um, enjoy nurturing and taking care of people, especially babies, because they're just simple to me. Like, you could just pick up what they need, and it's, like, really an easy fix. Um, So, like, for me, I've always loved it. Okay. But my sister, um, she ended up getting pregnant as a teenager. Like, so she was 17. Okay. And um, we come from a, a tough love kind of camp. And so I really, I'm not, I'm not that way. I so understand. like as much as they were like, you know what? Right. You got yourself into it. You get yourself out. I was like, nah, you can stay with me. Right. <laughs> and so like I watched her grow and develop like while taking care of her, her newborn, you know, baby and stuff. And that's, that's really what like sparked my interest to want to make sure I'm, I'm, you know, doing my best to protect my my sisters so like every client feels like my sister or you know some some kind of all right so i wanted to be um like a big sister for my sisters you know black moms that are transitioning into motherhood um i felt like i had a duty to them um so i ended up wanting to you know find out more about how i can support moms going into you know, transitioning into motherhood. So like being a doula and I've worked at the WIC program. So I've worked um, with breastfeeding. So basically anything that had um, a a transition that we really weren't paying close attention to, um, those were those checkpoints for me where I'm like, no, things can, can get better if we support them more here so that on the, in the long run, you've got healthier families, healthier moms, Okay. You know, that have addressed a lot of the issues. Yeah. Very so. good. Um, okay. So, what is the biggest takeaway from your experience? Um, becoming a mom? Yeah. Becoming a mom and, uh, and, and everything as a whole. What is the biggest takeaway that you... Mm-hmm. From that experience? Um, that pretty much every... Every experience I've had from that point on, like the knowing that that is my calling, like I'm supposed to be supporting new moms, everybody after that has been a gift. They've unlocked some part of me that has helped me to want to keep doing it, you know, like, because it's not easy, right? You know, like birth work is not easy. easy. I promise. None of the work is easy. Even being a mama is not not easy. easy. That's right. So, you know, like really wanting to balance those things out and like at and and no uncertain terms am i accepting anything less than ending disparities so that's right if i wake up and there's disparities then that means i got work to do (laughs) you know so uh biggest takeaway is that every birth uh births a new part of me that's right so 
we don't only you don't only birth the baby you birth the mama too and i think that that mother has never been even if let's say like how you are a mom like you had um you birthed three children you were the mom that birthed two children before you had your last Mm -hmm. baby so you will never Mm -hmm. be who you were the day before so i i kind of like what you said and um Mm -hmm. supporting people births a part of you too so not only are they birthing, but they're birthing something in us when we're in yes. those spaces with them. Mm-hmm. What would you tell people? What would you tell? Um, and I'm very intentional about the space that I keep over here. What would you tell right. a um, young black mother who is pregnant and um, considering she's not sure if she wants to go to a hospital or to a birth center or give birth to her baby at home what would you what kind of advice would you give to her I would absolutely tell her to get good and quiet about um, keeping other influences out and just listen to what it is that feels right for her Um, and questioning you know like why she would consider going to a hospital is it because she's afraid of what someone else has said about birth you know like making sure that she's protecting all her thoughts and that they're hers Mm -hmm. um you know like just you're making this decision for you and your baby this is your first assignment as a mom Mm -hmm. and do you want to to run from what you think the pain is or do you want to really like with all your might just dig your heels and say listen I'm I can do this like why am I running from it you know like it 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 requires a lot of quiet time and really just making sure that every thought that influenced you is something that you really want for your own experience okay and um I have one last question so in your recommendation as a doula mm-hmm. and as a mom who has brought forth her own babies where would you say that the safest p- place for black women to birth their babies would be um in their homes in their homes i <laughs> at home 100 i think at home with your own your own things your own environment um, with a birth team that you've vouched for yourself, uh, I mean, where, where you're most comfortable, you can get in your own bed, you can take a shower in your own house, you can decorate the space, mm-hmm. you don't have to leave after you have your baby, mm-hmm. people come to you, you don't go to them. You know what I mean, like, uh, all of those things are real important when it comes down to, like, comfort level, because it's not a condition. Mm-hmm. It's just something you prepare for. You prepare your home to receive the newest addition. I think it's the safest thing because all of those, those uh, in in your own environment, that's all stuff that you are used to. You know, you can't control the environment at the hospital. That's right. And um, okay, so that was the question that I had to ask you about home births, because um, that would be the space that we're the safest and um i think that's it i just want to thank you for your time and coming on the show thank you for having me
and sharing your amazing birth story and your experience and your expertise because you know I'm biased <laughs> right because you are oh, a thank you <laughs> um, and you are the best and experience with Mama Doula More podcast I really do appreciate you I appreciate you sharing your story but I most importantly appreciate you for doing the work because this work is hard work Say that again. <laughs> it is hard work. I promise you. Well, you know better than I do. We've been listen. We've been doing this for a while, honey. It's hard. We work. out here. We out yes. here, but we still loving up on these mamas. And you know what? That's right. I'm gonna tell you this. Something is so funny. I didn't have any doulas either with none of the six of my babies, honey. Mm-hmm. And I was my own advocate. I had to get my husband on board, but I was my <laughs> own doula, and it was so you know you know it was hard trying to fight for what you need and you know like I think right. that if I had to do it all over again I would have go ahead and paid a colleague to come and be like hey honey I need you here yes <laughs> this, yes yes this is not what I want to do I, I want to be focused right you know mm-hmm. um, uh, well good well thank you for all that you do too and thank you for having me and I'm oh. sure we'll be in touch yes we will and can you share your social media information with the listeners so that they can find you, please. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so Our Mommy Village can be found on Instagram and uh, Facebook under Our Mommy Village, O-U-R-M-O-M-M-I-E-V-I-L-L-A-G-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, our website is Our Mommy Village Community.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Shana. I really appreciate you. Um, I want to thank uh, you guys for tuning in to the Mama Doula More podcast um, with Callie, your friendly neighborhood doula, Doula Callie. Um, I'm on social media at uh, Divine Peace Doulas on Facebook, Callie King on Facebook, and on Instagram, I'm Divine Peace Doulas, Callie, K A L I on Instagram and we have Mel here who's also a part of the show who who's a little late so I had to produce the own, my own <laughs> stuff go ahead Mel tell them where to find you and the CEO of Mel Soap Lounge you can find me on Instagram at Mel Soap Lounge and you can find me on Facebook at Mel King M-E-L-C-H-I-Z-D-K okay thank you guys for tuning in again and um yes we will uh talk next time. Later, guys.